0: Are you a fan of pro wrestling, comedy, and combat sports? Then we have the podcast for you because we cover that. And much, much more. Do you like to debate with
1: your friends? Do we have the perfect segment for you? It's the 531, where we take any given subject, break it down to a top five. From there, we debate it down to three, and then into that number one spot. If you want to get a hold of us, find us on our social media. Search Working Fans Podcast on any major social media platform. And if you want to find the podcast, Search for us on any major podcast
0: platform, as well as YouTube. Working Fans Podcast. We put in the work so you don't have to. All right, everybody. Welcome back to the Combat Cast. Chevy, tell me what we got coming up before we get into the day. All right. April 8th, UFC 287,
1: Piera versus Adesanya 2. I'm very excited for that fight as it is coming up. Um, the anticipation's building for me. I wasn't super excited about it. Uh, hmm before but it is building Uh, I I think it's going to be a pretty good card overall too so looking forward to that one April 15th uh, another one I'm simultaneously looking forward to and don't want to watch at all UFC Fight Night Holloway versus Allen Um, huge fan of both guys I don't want to see either one lose and then uh, April 22nd UFC Fight Night Polovich versus Blades we're going (laughs) to learn about future contender for john jones i
0: would assume i mean yeah you would think i mean we got stipe waiting in the wings a lot of it will be uh which he has been
1: for like four years or something i'm <laughs> I'll, i'm not convinced he's fighting again until
0: he gets in the octagon at this point we'll see okay you so you, you wonder i think stipe's got this i think he wants this is the fight he wants because it means something for his family i mean this is money you know this he's is like 50 years old
1: Ooh. Stipe, he's like 150 actually. <laughs> All right, he's Fight got you. those uh Francis and Ganu uh aging fists, you know? Yeah, and I he, he's just busy like fighting fires and shit. You know, I don't have a lot of faith in Stipe anymore. We'll see what happens. We'll I mean, happen. I would love for him to come and be John Jones, but I would love for anyone to come be John Jones, so
0: yeah, yeah, I think that Blades, uh. Palovich fight is probably the most um, interesting fight uh, we got coming up in terms of actual contenders who really match up well against John in the heavyweight division.
1: Right. Both of them differently in different ways, but both of them are good matchups for John. So, I mean, not good for John, good matchups for people who want to see John Jones lose. So yeah, absolutely. Interesting matchups for sure. So yeah, we'll we'll, uh, we're looking forward to that one for sure. All right, let's talk about last week's uh UFC uh San Antonio card. Um, we're just gonna cruise through the main event. Definitely some wonky judging for sure. Oh yeah. Uh very interesting judging uh, on a few card or a few fights, but we'll we'll get through it. Uh Chidi and Joe Kawani versus Albert Darayev, right? Yes. Um, You watched this one? I watched this one.
0: Dariyev used a lot of wrestling. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, so it was a super close fight. Um, At first, when I first watched it, I was shocked that it was a split. I thought Dariyev had definitely done enough. But then um, I I watched the fights again on Sunday, and I could kind of see how you would give Chidi some more points because he was very active off his back, you know, um, you know, throwing a lot of elbows. He's got those l- big, long limbs, and he was trying to get out. And his takedown defense was, you know, it's tough against a guy like Derive. But I, I could see how you'd give him some rounds, but I thought Derive should have definitely got the win, which ultimately he did. So good on him. Now, um, I don't know what's next for either guy. I don't suppose you have. Uh,
0: no, I didn't forward. do that this week. I could That's do that okay. when we get to the main event, though. Okay,
1: so uh, move on to another wonky judging. Andrea Lee versus Macy Barber. What were your thoughts on this one?
0: Uh, I didn't think Barber won. Uh, I didn't think it was like... I thought there were a couple rounds that were like... uh, Round two and three where they were close. Nobody was... I didn't think it was like that. I mean, I I still wouldn't have thought Barber won. But like one judge... I think had round one, like it had all three or something for Barbara and I'm yeah, like, that was the atrocity that she yeah. won the rounds. I don't yeah. know how you had that. So, I mean, I'm glad Macy got a win in some ways because I am a fan of hers, but I think she kind of dodged a bullet here. Let's just put it that way.
1: Yeah, I, I agree with you. I'm a big Macy fan for sure. Um, But I didn't think she won that fight i don't think it was a robbery like you said it was close uh feel bad for andrea lee though because i did think that she won um i think macy overlooked her wrestling a bit as did i i mean i was very impressed with andrea lee's performance that's the best i've ever seen her for sure um her wrestling in particular was very good so uh yeah more of that from her she keeps improving like she has been uh she could be dangerous in the division um Definitely gave Macy a wake up call.
0: So let's see. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah, because it definitely was a close call.
1: Yeah. Now yeah. right, move on to uh this was my fight of the night. <laughs> Excuse me. I don't know who actually got it, but Nate Landwehr versus Austin Lingo. You saw this
0: one, I assume. Yeah, Nate, and he's great on the promo. Like uh it was something about evil Knievel, Elvis Presley. I <laughs> mean, you know, I'm a handsome, I'm handsome. And he's handsome yeah. too, yeah. This guy's great. This guy, um, he's—we uh, said he's kind of a modern-day cowboy. Mm-hmm. By the way, we can probably make a mention of two going to mm-hmm. UFC Hall of Fame. Absolutely deserving. Um, but yeah, really cool. Glad to see him get a win, and uh, I look forward to any fight this guy, any fight card this guy's on.
1: Right. Not only can he rip a great promo, but his fighting style is great too. I don't remember. I don't know if you remember his last fight against David Onama. Oh, yeah. That was the one where he kept getting takedowns, and then he would just stand up because he didn't want, like, he wants to be exciting. Like, he was doing the same thing that Kevin Holland was doing against Wonder Boy Uh and stuff. So, I mean. Yeah, he's crazy. And like I said, he was going to get bloodied up, uh, which it was from a headbutt, to be fair. But he got bloodied up, and then he came back and finished uh, Austin. Austin Lingo, who was a tough guy. So Yeah, he came to fight. Yeah, so uh, good on Nate. He's must see TV at this point. I think um, he should be like headlining or like the feature of a prelim fight or the opening fight of a pay per view. I-, I think you know right in that uh, spot to get people hooked into a card kind right. of thing. So, trying to
0: showcase this guy. Yeah, right for sure. Uh,
1: he's exciting. Um, we'll move on to Holly Holm versus Yana Santos. <laughs> um I didn't watch this either time I watched the card because I I don't think I'm going to watch Holly Holm fights anymore.
0: Yeah. I mean, Holly got the win. She used her wrestling in a lot of ways. I should just tell you Um what you need to know about this. Uh, she said some comments about uh, we need to not sexualize children for the platform, which i thought <laughs> yeah i agree with that too let's not bang our kids or
1: yeah
0: something. i wasn't really sure where we go with that, but i also liked that um she said that because i have the platform and then i think it got censored on one of the versions of the car and i'm like okay so, whatever i don't know what she's talking about so uh maybe i'm just dumb but it's not bang our kids right uh so yeah. um yeah that was a fight holly you know <laughs> holly's good that was a fight. <laughs> That's a fight. Holly's good. Like Holly is a good competitor. It's just she's not always the most exciting style. She's and, never the most exciting. Yeah, style. unless she's catching you. You know, like no one
1: has made more of a UFC career off of one strike than Holly Holm. I mean, yeah. thank God she knocked out uh, Betch Kohara. That yeah. was also a good strike, but that does not make up for the. Like ten straight fifteen minute fights of just clinching on the cage, I can't, I can't handle it anymore. So I'm not watching her fights anymore. I don't want to be disrespectful, but she's just too boring for me. Right, right. Yeah, her style is not very appeasing. Yeah, I agree. Right, do what you got to do to win for sure, but yeah, I'm, I'm not watching it anymore. <laughs> All right, let's move on to the main event:
0: Marlon Vera versus Corey Sandhagen. Yeah, we thought this fight could go a lot of different ways. Um, I think we thought Vera would come on stronger damage. I mean, you could argue that last round. He really started to show up. But at the end, I thought Sanhagen, I mean, I knew he was good and I knew he could could win, but I just thought he was so impressive and just looked like one and all-around better fighter in terms of everywhere they were going. And also, he made the comment, I guess, and I think he was right. I think he was being very honest that the type of style fighter that Vera is who likes to take the time to figure you out, it's not very good when you're going up against Sanhagen, a guy who's going to bring it to you. And then once he's on, t- like you know, he's a good front runner. He's good at staying and yep. doing what he has to do. So I thought stylistically we found out that Sanhagen, uh might be a tough matchup for Vera even. Um, but I- overall, very impressive for Sanhagen. Hagen. I thought, okay, because I didn't thought about this call. I even did a video about it. I thought for sure, with Cejudo fighting Sterling, he would want to fight Sean O'Malley. And I right. thought, you know, name, right? Yeah, the name, you got the, the momentum. Ah, this motherfucker picks Marab, like the toughest fight. And hats off to him. He's like, I would not feel right getting that title shot before Marab. I want to fight Marab He actually even put over the fact that Marab and Sterling don't want to fight each other. And everybody else is giving him a hard time. He says, no, that's one of the classier things to do. So, Sandhagen, I believe, is a man of his word. And I think this is the fight he wants. God bless him. Um, I'm not saying he can't beat Marab because of how like he can hit those flying knees or whatever. But, man, that's not a fight anybody wants to call it, I would think. Except Sandhagen.
1: Right now, that's a Absolutely terrible choice, yeah. He might be the best matchup, but he's still gonna lose. Uh, I love Corey, but he ain't beating Marab, um, unless he lands some explosive thing that knocks Marab out. Yeah. But I, I, I tend to think Marab has a pretty good chin and um, he'll be able to wrestle um, Corey down. But uh, yeah, good on Corey, he's a savage for sure. I completely Overlooked the fact that Marlon is a slow starter. Like, I just seem to have forgotten about that because when you think about his fights, you think about, you know, Exciting him finishes. landing that, yeah, landing that kick on Cruz. He was losing that whole fight really until he kicked him. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and, and Corey is basically Cruz 2.0. So, uh, and, and to that point, yeah. You know, Corey just kept Marlon hypnotized basically the whole fight. He could not pull the trigger until the last 10 seconds of the last round. I don't know why guys wait until then. You know, uh, Marlon had to know he was losing that fight g- all the way. He should have. Uh, he-, he should have, you know, put his foot on the gas the entire last yeah. round, at least as far as I'm concerned. But, um, th- you know, good on Corey, though, his footwork, just his footwork is enjoyable to watch the way he switches stances and his feints that he throws, you know, get people to bite. Um, He never is set in front of his opponent and that makes him really hard to hit. And it makes it really hard for his opponents to know where his strikes are coming from. Plus now he's improving his wrestling. You know, he's, he worked in those takedowns. Uh, You know, he looks great. Um, Like I said, I don't think he's going to beat Marab, but uh, I, I am a big fan of him. I think he, he can beat a lot of guys in the division, for sure. Um, you know, as far as what's next, I also thought that mm-hmm. it should be Sean O'Malley for sure, right. and that would be a good matchup, like an exciting yeah. fight, and uh, you know, stylistically, probably a good matchup for Corey. It's a fight I definitely want to see. Two, you know, good strikers, rangy strikers in the division, but. Uh, maybe the UFC can convince him to take that one. I don't know. We'll see. Probably not. But uh, also, we should mention in this fight, somebody scored the. It, this was a split decision. Also, yeah. somebody scored it for Marlon Vera, who, in my opinion, didn't win one round of this mm-hmm. fight. Nope. I thought he lost every single round. I don't think there were 10 eighths or anything, but it sure. should have been 50, 45.
0: Yeah. Yeah, even Dana said that. He said this was arguably fifty forty-five. He said, um, he said I don't know how you. He said maybe you gave him a round. He said, but I don't know how you had it where he won. You know? No.
1: Yeah, man. I just I don't know what these refs are looking at. I I know a lot of people online have been talking about. You know they should have to go to a press conference afterwards and defend their their judgments, and uh, you know I, I'm thinking that that's not such a bad idea because we're First getting accountability. so, yeah, so yeah. many bad decisions and the only that there's no repercussions for these judges and you know, like you said, no accountability. We just move on to the next fight, you know, and and the next fighter gets screwed. And we were talking about a lot of money, half a paycheck for a lot of these guys and girls. Uh, right. If the decision gets made wrong. So uh, we should be making sure it's right. So, yeah, Um, You know, we we briefly talked about it. We'll just go into a little bit more deep detail as we're wrapping up this UFC card. But as you were saying, Cowboy um, did find out uh, the UFC is very good about surprising their fighters. uh, Yeah, um, that he is going into the Hall of Fame. Obviously, he's going into the Hall of Fame. um, You know, second most wins, I think second most knockouts He's in the top two or three for like every fight uh, record, just a savage, just a all around, you know, fan favorite for sure. Uh, he absolutely deserves to be in the hall of fame.
0: I saw a comment. I didn't actually get to read the thing, but it looked like it was cowboy talking about a drum retirement. Talking about, he got my, I got my hair done and I started taking steroids. <laughs> oh yeah. He's talking about how he's on all these steroids. I mean, he's in the
1: movies and whatnot. Yeah. He looks yeah. huge. So yeah, he says not. he understands why steroids are illegal because he feels phenomenal on them. So,
0: yeah, <laughs> I was sense. gonna say he yeah. should be on this boxing card we're gonna talk about later. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, be- before we do the boxing card, let's yes. talk about this PFL card uh, PFL 2023 season opener lock name versus Marlon Marias. Um, that's a 9 p.m. main card start time. We're just gonna go through the main card here quickly. <laughs> We'll start off with Chris Wade versus Bubba Jenkins.
0: Jenkins is a great wrestler. A lot of collegiate uh, championships, 19 and 6, 6 KOs, 4 subs, 9 decisions. He's been in Bellator as well. Uh, Chris Wade, 22 and 8, 2 KOs, 5 subs, 15 decisions. Fun fact about Chris Wade, I've been live to two of his fights, both in Boston. He is undefeated whenever I've watched him. (laughs) Um, Another fun thing you're going to find out here, uh, when we go over UFC cards, um it's always kind of notable the fighters that have more decisions in pfl there's a lot of people with a lot of decisions uh in most of their careers and uh, i know our friend scott has talked about sometimes that the pacing of pfl is not the best i know he's talking about the show and the way the show played out in particular but i do wonder this thought came to my mind these guys are all fighting for a million dollars i do wonder if there's a little more of a cautious style sometimes
1: well, the thing about PFL is you get more points because, it, you know, you score points throughout the se- season. You get more points for finishes. Right. So I I, I think it's, you know, I'm just going to be honest here. For the most part, the caliber of fighter is just lower than in the SC oh, or oh, whatever. Yeah. So, but you're right. Um, That, that is a it's a possibility for sure but but i think you're just getting a little bit lower
0: caliber fighter and that's why you're getting a lot of decisions but chris wade by the way just so i'll i did pick somebody i'm gonna pick chris wade by decision
1: (laughs) yeah uh so both of these guys are are usually around at the end of these seasons or tournaments or whatever um in in the featherweight division for sure um both guys are well-rounded like you said uh Bubba definitely favors wrestling. I would say Chris Wade favors striking. Um and they they have some heat, some bad blood between them going into this fight. So um excited about that too, a little little extra for this one. Um I'm going to fit I'm going to go with Chris Wade, but I'm going to say he gets a third round TKO. All right, move into uh, the next fight, Movlid Kai Bulev, yeah. I, I I always I look up how to say these names, and then once the show starts, I just forget. Once we start
0: talking about Kai <laughs> Bulev versus Ryoji Kudu, uh, Movalet is nineteen oh one and one. He's got one draw and one no contest. Interesting to note that draw and no contest were right next to each other. That one no contest was actually a loss. Um, I think Daniel Piana. Uh, and then it got overturned through a drug, and he's not lost since. Uh, so uh, he's still technically undefeated. Uh, 19 0 1 6 KO, 2 subs, 11 decisions. Uh, kudos 11 4, 7 KOs, 4 decisions, 1 draw. Um, I got Movalet here. Um, decision. <laughs> he's a former PFL championship too, I shouldn't say. I think 2021.
1: Too. Yeah. Kaibulev has a win over Brennan Lochdane, which yes. I remember that fight. Um, uh, I think I believe is the scariest guy that you've never heard of. Um, I think he's going to embarrass Rio G. Uh, I think he gets a ground and pound TKO in round two. All right. All right. Move on to uh, former UFC fighter, Christoph Jocko yes.
0: versus Will Fleury. Very, uh, 11 and 3, 2 KOs, 3 subs, 6 decisions. Jocko is 24 and 6, 6 KOs, 1 sub, 17 decisions. Um, He'll fit right in here with the PFL decisions. Exactly. Yes, he will. tied with Gray Maynard for second highest decision wins uh, percentage-wise in UFC history. Ten decision wins, 11, uh, 11 wins, so 90%. Uh, most split decision wins in UFC middleweight history. Um, I think he's tied with a couple people, but I got Brad Tavares. So um, this is his Uf- uh, PFL debut. I think he wins. My decision. <laughs> Yeah, Will Fleury's on a good run right now,
1: but his last few opponents aren't world beaters either. So um, I don't think he's ever faced anyone with a resume of Jocko, and Jocko's still got something left in the tank, so I think I'm going to agree with you. I bet he gets it done by decision. All right, and move on to the co-main event, Rob Wilkinson versus Tiago Santos. This is Santos's PFL debut as well.
0: Yeah, Santos, 22-11. Uh, and 11. 15 KOs, one sub, six decisions. He's tied for most knockouts, uh, victories in UFC middleweight history with Silva and hall, um, Wilkerson, 17 and two, nine KOs, uh, one decision, seven subs, only two losses early in his career. That was when he was in the UFC. One of those losses was to style So it's not like Wilkerson has a ton of losses. This guy is a really well-rounded fighter. Um, santos has fought better and more uh strength of schedule is it's not even close because santos has fought everybody but santos unfortunately i think is at the tail end of his career right now and uh i like wilkerson here i think wilkerson will get it done and i think he'll finish him late probably round three
1: yeah this is a showcase for rob i think uh big opportunity against an aging guy with a name um I assume he gets the finish in the first round because most of his finishes are in the first and second round. Super aggressive guy for sure. Um, He hasn't been fighting the level of opponents of a Thiago Santos but like like I was saying an aging Thiago Santos but he needs to be careful about throwing caution to the wind because Santos still has power. Power is the last thing to go when you're aging um, and he still has it for sure so I'm still going to go with Wilkinson but Hopefully he doesn't get caught. First round KO, Wilkinson.
0: All right, let's get to this main event here. All
1: right, Brendan Lochname versus Marlon Marias. Marlon's yeah. the, the third UFC uh, fighter that is on this main card here.
0: So it's funny. I realized uh, when I was looking at uh, Brendan here, I was like, "Hmm, I forgot to put down Marlon's uh, like resume in my notes here. His record." Well, I'm looking at it now. He's 23-11-1, and, and I know he's a former World Series of Fighting, and he's got some wins, but what's interesting to note, well, let me give you Brandon's record first here. Yeah. <laughs> I think you know where I'm going with this. Yeah. Brandon is 26-4, and four, 14 KOs, one submission, 11 decision. Uh, he won uh, this tournament before as well. Um, last year, yep. Last year, yeah. I think Brandon is capable of finishing people. I don't necessarily know, like, I would call him like a knockout guy per se, but he can get it done anywhere. He's a but, volume fighter like Max Holloway. Yeah, but goddamn. I mean, I'm looking at Marlon here. He is on a five fight losing streak on the ones that you've seen to come back. All of these he was finished by TKOKO. I don't think this is good, a good sign. I, I don't wish anybody ill will, but. Man, I got to go. Marlon's going to get t again. I feel like this is telling here, to, you know. Um, maybe volume, maybe round two. Round, I wouldn't be surprised if it's round one, though, um, because maybe that chin is not there anymore. Uh, but, yeah, a uh, lot all day. Uh, round two, TKO. I'm pretty confident
1: in how this fight is going to go. So I think Brennan might get caught here and there. But by round three, Marlon's gonna be gassed because remember, Marlon gasses very easily. And um and there's no way to say this without being disrespectful, but he's a quitter. Uh he's shown that in in fights in title fights in the UFC. He's a quitter. So uh Brennan's gonna keep pressuring him. And I think Brennan's gonna turn up that pressure and that volume and get a TKO finish in round four, I think. You know, Marlon's feeling pretty confident coming back to a, uh, you know, out of the UFC to a competition that he's been champion in before. Um, I think that confidence is going to fade pretty fast getting in the ring with Brennan Lachney.
0: And I will say this, too, for anyone who ever tunes in and watches this and like, hey, uh, this guy's calling him a quitter. He's saying... Amongst elite level MMA athletes, absolutely right. Not us. <laughs> no, hell no. All yeah, oh, wait, all right. the respect oh, to Marlon Marais. Yeah. yeah,
1: I would never get in that cage. No, no scary man. Uh, yeah.
0: But yeah, it just says like against the elite when pushed at there um, when you know there's a. Uh, this is gonna sound mean too, but there, it's a it's a very perfect setting, perfect expression. Uh, cardio's make cowards of us all. Right, And he just definitely seems to fold when his cardio goes. Right. Yeah.
1: So, I mean, he could surprise us. He is an excellent striker for sure. Explosive. Um, But, you know, based on recent events, I'm going to go with Locked Nane. Like I said, TKO round four.
0: All right. right. Let's Uh, close.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about uh, Jorge Masvidal's Game Bread Boxing 4. Yes. We'll just go over some thoughts for these uh these big name fights that yeah, we're gonna three be. Three fights seen. we want to talk about here. Yeah.
0: All so right. let's, I didn't pull up the MMA records. I did pull up uh Jones and Pettis' record. Okay. But um with all right, so I I know I don't normally let you lead, but um Aldo Stevens, that's a fight we probably wanna talk about. Mm-hmm. Um boxing wise, I'll I'll just I'll start off this. So to me, when I looked at this right away, I thought I kind of feel like I've seen this in the sense that we have seen this fight. I know. That's what I mean. Like, but I say like, not necessarily a boxing, but we kind of have, because that's their main styles. Neither one of them are professional boxers. Although Aldo more so than Stevens been doing some shooto boxing and stuff lately. Right. And Aldo, when push came to shove with Stevens was the better striker. Now I will say this. He finished him via body shot and body shot. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and kicks. So this will be just hands. Uh, but I mean, he finished him with a liver, with a left hook to the liver. It was okay. That was All what right. stopped him. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So I gotta I gotta go Aldo O'Day here. No offense to Jeremy Stevens, but I just don't see Stevens hits hard, and it's not like you're taking on another top boxer in the world. But yeah, I gotta go with Aldo O'Day in this.
1: Yeah, same. I bet he finishes Jeremy again. I mean, Jeremy's only gotten older, um, yeah, and a little, you know, just not what he was. I, I think Aldo's aged much better. So um, I'm gonna go. I bet he gets a finish. I don't know how long these fights are. So if they're, you know, yeah. if they're you know three round boxing fights or something like that, maybe we get a decision. But uh, if it's more than five rounds in boxing, uh, I would assume that Aldo gets a finish.
0: I agree. I agree. Um, and then uh, Belfort and uh, Sousa, Ron Souza, Jacare Souza. Another movie. fight
1: we've seen in MMA,
0: by the way. Yeah,
1: but <laughs> <laughs> this one's different.
0: This one is different because did Sousa win for previously? Was I don't one?
1: remember this one. This was very early on
0: in my. Okay, MMA, uh, watching I think for sure. Souza might have fought Belfort with Belfort got off the cast. Oh so, uh, yeah, but, totally different guy. Yeah, you know, right, he's, right, right. He's
1: def- We all know that there's no testing for this, right? Right. We all know. <laughs> so, Vitor is gonna come in with traps. He's gonna look like overeem.
0: They're gonna yeah, be up so. past his ears. So ironically, Souza did TKO Belfort. In uh, the fight that we're thinking about. And it is funny because uh, a buddy of mine, Pete, friend of ours, said, um, I told him about this today. And he's like, What is this card? And he got kind of excited you now. And I'm like, Yeah. And I was like, "Belfort taking on Suza. He's like, Alligator Man? He's like, Isn't he a grappler? I'm like, Yeah. <laughs> he has knockouts, though. He has knockouts, though. That's the thing. When you look at his record, he's got knockouts. So anyone tuned in. But this is a guy. Um, unless he's juiced to the gills too I don't know I'm sure he is I'm sure he is but we've seen Belfort gassed up striking I know he doesn't fight as much anymore but my money's on Belfort all day with this just because again Belfort I believe is more of a dynamic striker and I'm gonna just assume that the playing field is at least even (laughs) let's just say that
1: yeah I'm gonna assume the speed that we're going to see from Balfour, whatever, he's 40 years old or something like that. But on the juice, his speed is just going to be too much for Jacare, I think. Um, I bet he probably gets a finish too. I'm, you know, slightly less likely than Aldo's finishes over Stevens,
0: but I would assume that Vitor gets a finish as well. Yeah. Good for for Masvidal putting this card together for these guys. Um, Main event. Roy Jones Jr. versus Anthony Showtime Pettis. Interesting fight in the sense that uh I would expect Jones just to win because he's just one of the elite boxers. Granny hasn't boxed in a while, and Pettis is a dynamic MMA striker. He's even knocked out Wonder Boy, so you never really know uh with a guy like Showtime. And Jones Jr. is fifty four years old, I believe, but he did have an exhibition with Mike Tyson not too long ago. Held was, his own. It was terrible though. It was Yeah, I know. But I'm just saying, like, we're talking boxing here. Yeah. So I, I expect Jones to do enough to win. That being said, nothing personal against Roy Jones Jr. I grew up watching Roy Jones Jr. Uh, at the tail end of my boxing fan before I eventually would get back into it. Um, I remember him getting uh jobbed out of the uh, Olympics when he should have won a gold mm-hmm. medal. Um, yep. Horrendous. But uh, at the end of the day... I'm an MMA guy now. I always kind of co-root for the MMA guys, and I like Showtime Pettis. So I think it'd be really cool for him to get a victory here. But I'm going to go Jones by decision. <laughs> maybe maybe finish.
1: Yeah. So this is an interesting matchup if you think about a, an old Roy Jones, which he is, in a prime Anthony Pettis, which right. we have not seen a prime Anthony Pettis. He's had a pretty steep drop-off lately. Um, i'm not saying you know obviously he's never fought at this weight i think it's like 190 or something it's like all that it's striking yeah, yeah. um he, this is the heaviest weight he's ever fought I, and and i've seen uh posts online that he feels he's never felt better might be on the, the sauce as well <laughs> sure. um so that could help him and, and bring him back to towards his prime and in that case i would have to pick him um Because at 54 years old or whatever, I I don't know how much sauce you'd have to be on to get anywhere near the level to be Anthony Pettis in his prime. But this is the most interesting fight for sure. Um, I I think I would agree with you that I would pick Roy Jones um, if we were on a level playing field of sorts. But we know these guys are probably on juice. So I'm going to pick Pettis. Uh, I bet he knocks out an old man, and we'll all be happy, but also sad. Um, so I, I'm gonna say he gets like round four. You know, not super early, but not late either. I'll you know I'll say round three, KO, for Pettis.
0: Good on all putting his card together or a week before he has a huge fight with Gilbert Burns. I know what a crazy guy. Yeah. Um. But all right. Tell people we got coming up one more time. All
1: right, April eighth, UFC two eighty seven, Pierre versus Adesanya two for the middleweight belt. April fifteenth, UFC Fight Night, Holloway versus Allen, giant featherweight bout in the UFC, and then April twenty second, some heavyweights,
0: UFC Fight Night, Pavlovich versus Blades. All right, guys, enjoy the fights, and we'll be back here next week.